Okay, we're going to call the uh, council discussion presentation on high-speed rail to order. And uh, I believe that Mr. Klein from the mayor's office and uh, perhaps Janet are going to kick us off. Uh, City Channel is recording this for uh, future playback. It's not um, on TV live, although it is being streamed live. So uh, we will ask everyone to use microphones so that uh, those who are watching can uh, hear as well as see. So uh, Chris, you want to get us started here on what we're going to hear today? Be live. Yep, it is. Did you just stand up here and hold it? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay, thank you. I'm, uh, my name is Chris Klein. I'm the uh, new guy in the mayor's office. The new Joel, the new Joel. thank you. Um, we are uh, here to give you an update on the high-speed rail project. Uh, I specifically am going to give you an update on the public information process uh, and a few brief uh, station updates. Uh, and then you're going to get an update on the corridor and uh, development as well. Um, Chris, Chris, can you scroll down a little bit, get to July? Okay, so um, as some of you may know, last week DOT held uh, another public information meeting uh, at the DOA building to take uh, comments on their purpose and need statement uh, and also to uh, talk about some platform issues. Uh, the public information process from that moment forward on the station is they're gonna have a second public information meeting in late August, so late this month. And at that meeting, you can see they will be providing uh, considerable details on conceptual station designs. They will have at this meeting um, uh, station uh, sketches, so some possibilities of what a station may look like, amenities, et cetera. And at that meeting, they will be uh, taking public comment on actual options of station design. So what their plan is for uh, public information is in that August meeting, could you scroll, Chris, could you scroll down a little more? So that August, well, it says PIM2, which is public information meeting two, that's the second one they're holding. They are gonna give a conceptual cost estimate on uh, whatever uh, sketches or plans that they have at the station. And at that, they will take public comments on things that the public don't like, they do like, things they want to see, things that need to be different. They will take those comments, uh, refine them, and have another public information meeting in October. And at that October meeting, you will see, uh, hopefully, public uh, comments that were implemented into the uh, station refinements. And they will take those public comments uh, on the refinements, and then they will have Chris, sorry, can you scroll down a little more? They will take uh, those comments and then they will be in February put into what they call a preferred alternative. That preferred alternative will become the environmental assessment. And at that point um, in February, they will have their first 
uh, true public hearing. And that's a public hearing where it is not a public information meeting, but they will have a court reporter there. They will actually take public testimony uh, and everyone else um, that's attending will hear all the public comments. They won't be written, uh, et cetera. So they will take those public comments again. So that will be the third time uh, they'll take uh, comments on the station design. And then they will put them into um, a document, submit it to the feds, and then the, the DOT will hopefully get it in April of 2011 uh, of what they call a FONSI, which is a finding of no significant impact. This is the final decision uh, on the station. So as you can see from that timeline, they are going to hopefully have a final decision on everything having to do with the Monona Terrace Station by April of next year. Um, and that FONSI, that environmental document, is only the station, it is not the corridor uh, heading out on Madison. So it's just the station. Um, so as uh, part of this, uh, what, what you don't see on the station dine is some of the corridor work, and Chris is going to talk more on the corridor work, but um, something that I want to update everyone on is DOT is developing what they call a corridor management plan. And that corridor management plan uh, will be heavily influenced by what they call a corridor management plan stakeholder group. That stakeholder group uh, is going to have significant influence on what happens in the corridor. Um, I've been uh, contacting and working with alders to get names and recommendations and neighborhood associations. Uh, and I can't stress enough on how important that stakeholder group uh, is gonna be because the comments on this stakeholder group, they will meet um, possibly up to four to six times uh, and really take public comment uh, and influence what will be on that corridor. And, and that corridor stakeholder group their comments and opinions will be implemented into the final document on the corridor. So uh, it is, uh, I, I think it's very important that, um, that we start that process soon. Uh, so the, the mayor is actually going to be uh, submitting recommendations by the end of this week to DOT of members that are on there. Uh, so again, I've been working with alders to get names. Uh, I encourage you to uh, get me some names uh, as soon as possible. The, the, the total number of people on the stakeholder group <clears throat> has not been determined. I would say it's anywhere between 10 to 20. Um, w one more thing on public information, I would really encourage uh, all the alders to sign up on Wisconsin's website. It's wisconsinrail.gov. And on that site, if you sign your name, I did it. Uh, it's great. You get information on all their public meetings. Uh, that's being held. Any updates, any news, uh, it'll be uh, sent directly to you via email. Um, yeah. The website, wisconsinrail.gov. So any questions on station? Please use the microphones because the city channel is recording. Which I'm, they're not numbered properly up here, so thank I to, you. Thank you. Um, how do they know that they're going to issue a finding of no significant impact if they haven't studied the impacts yet? Well, if they receive a finding of no significant impact, they're expecting it by April. Okay, so that's a 
conditional. Yes. Thank you. Important clarification. <laughs> you're correct. Yeah. Uh, if they were gonna, if they receive a finding of no significant finding of no significant impact, they would expect that based on the typical timelines that they would get that by April. And Other questions? Alder Schmidt. Um, how are we interfacing with uh, DOT then on the aspects of the station design that we're hoping to have, like the uh, multi, uh, the uh, inner city bus um, capacity and then those items? Yeah, the multimodal aspect of the station is, uh, we are in discussions with DOT on that all the time. That will uh, heavily come out in this next public information meeting that they're having late this month. Uh, all the multimodal aspects, I would encourage the public uh, to come to that meeting uh, and provide their input on, on at that meeting because that will be the first meeting where they'll actually have conceptual drawings of what they would feel a station may look like uh, where they may have pedestrian drop-offs from vehicles, where they may have uh, inner-city bus service, et cetera. Other questions, Alder Rummel. So at that last uh, WSDOT meeting, they showed three options for the platform, and the platform design drives everything else. Are, is our staff looking at those three options with an eye toward commuter rail and freight rail and any other issues how we link to inner city buses, that, that we're gonna come and make a recommendation that, and, and how do we, what are some of the criteria that we're using? Um, the platforms that they showed at that public information, there will be, there were three alternatives, you're right. There will uh, probably be more alternatives by this next public information meeting on the platforms. Uh, yes, uh, we are reviewing those platforms designs. Some of them, um, I think, are heavily driven by uh, freight uh, and what their requirements are and um, I, I don't think with those alternatives that uh, the DOT had everything flushed out yet on what uh, the possibilities would be because on many of those uh, designs of, of the platform some of them may or may not accommodate commuter rail, some may or may not accommodate pedestrians, uh, some of them may or may not allow the Olin Terrace egress which we have talked about um, so all that needs to be worked out. I don't think that their plan is at the next meeting to come with a pick of one of those platforms. Those, uh, I would look at those platform alternatives as not your three alternatives and you, and one of those will be the way. Uh, I think those are options that were coming up. So I mean, I assume then our goals are to maximize pedestrian, multimodal, and that kind of thing. So we'll look at it through that lens. Correct. Our goal is to maximize uh, future commuter rail to maximize pedestrian ease. Uh, it is passenger rail after all. Um, and to uh, allow that platform to somehow uh, function where a Olin Terrace egress uh, could work. Alder Egan. Uh, I was just wondering, so I know the city and staff uh, have a very strong hand in a lot of this uh, implementation and design. I was wondering um, what steps that city committees or us as a council uh, will be taking on uh, the different elements that the city is directing. Um, well, city city staff and engineering is 
engineering is playing a heavy role, uh, but so is the public. And, and the public still needs to make sure that they have that heavy role in that design process, which will start coming uh, at the end of August. And uh, to answer the question on uh, exactly where that is in the city process, my uh, ignorance, because I'm three weeks old, cannot answer that question, so I'm not sure. So I'm sorry. Uh, Alder Rummel? No, Janet, oh, Janet has thoughts on that. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to add that um, the station design will have to go through all the normal city committees, so urban design and planning. and So the city will, will absolutely, all the, all the committees will have the opportunity to review the, the station and the plan. Um, and then one thing, if, if I may, I just wanted to add um, in terms of commuter rail. I mean, the mayor has made it very clear that it's one of his top priorities to make sure that um, the way that the, the platform and the tracks are designed, that it can accommodate future commuter rail. Now, obviously, that those designs aren't done. They can't guarantee. We're very much in the middle of that process. But it's very important. Um, to, he, he has let them know how important it is to him in the city that, um, that, that nothing that they do in the, in the construction of the station or the platform would preclude future commuter rail. So again, not that that's been resolved, but I do want to assure you that is absolutely very much on the table, as is ease of pedestrian access, the multimodality of the station. So I just wanted to underscore those comments that Chris made. Alder, are you going to follow up on that? Yeah, thanks, Janet. Um, just so I'm clear, I know UDC is going to have that, but I was wondering about like downtown coordinating committee, pedestrian bike, do we know to what extent what committees exactly might have to have play a role or should play a role in that? Um, that hasn't yet been determined, but um, I certainly appreciate those suggestions. Obviously, there's, there's a lot of decision points here. It's going to have to be a pretty tight time frame, but we really ought to start mapping that out now. And actually, um, uh, I believe uh, Brad Murphy is starting to work on mapping the city process and which committees um, that the, the train station plan will go to. So Great. That's Thank you. Certainly on our radar screen. Uh, Alder Rommel. Can you talk about some of the parking issues? Um, as what are the issues? What right. are the issues? How are the short-term and long-term solutions? Um, the, the parking is we're currently working in D with DOT on refining their number. I believe it's at 400 right now that they will need. Um, and the parking comes as part of the, uh, what was going to be Janet's update on the development of that area. So I think that'll come right after me. And I think, you know, given we have approximately three minutes left because we have uh, uh, City Channel needs time to transition over to the council meeting, as probably some of us do too. And um, Chris Petakowski from Engineering has, uh, I think, a minute or two maybe of presentation that uh, we can go through very quickly. And uh, so let's uh, let's go ahead with Chris, and I'll back out of the way. Quick, uh, the the uh, federal government has given the okay for uh, uh, Wistot to to hire a consultant to start working on the corridor. So now we're going to start seeing some action here. A uh, little bit already. Um, 
HNTB was hired as the corridor consultant through, throughout Madison, so that's the consultant we'll be working with. Uh, they're currently beginning to survey the corridor, um, and so you might see them out there at the crossings doing surveys. A uh, couple just uh, real, real quick updates on three things. The Starkweather Creek is one of the things we're working at with the, uh, uh, with the WSDOT. There's a, a bike path that is, uh, we had in our plan to, that would start at the Goodman Center and work out all the way down the rail corridor towards the east side. And we want to make sure that we're working with WSDOT to, to uh, make sure, similar to the to the commuter rail that we're not precluding any of that any of that work so a lot of that uh, a lot of that path may actually fall within the corridor um, uh, that real quick there uh, Central Park we're also working with uh, Wistot on exploring the idea of moving moving the tracks um, currently going through the options of uh, uh, if it's possible what we need to do as far as the environmental assessment um, issue of uh, funding the new tracks and the land purchase and, and, and uh, issue with uh, uh, buying right-of-way for the use of, of uh, railroad. Um, so that's uh, more to come on that one. We're still, still in the middle of that. Just let you know that that's getting worked on. Lastly, uh, there's a corridor diagnostic team, uh, a team of uh, WSDOT staff, uh, their consultants and folks from the WSOR, Wisconsin Rail, Southern Railroad, um, we're going to be, and, and I, I actually go along with them, what we do is we go to each crossing that the high-speed rail will, will go through with the city. Um, we go out and take a look at it. They make uh, recommendations uh, to WSDOT based upon their technical expertise as far as what would be the safest and, and uh, would be the most appropriate for each intersection. So I'll be going out there with them later this month. Uh, that's it. Any extremely quick questions? Um, Janet, did you have other comments you wanted to add? Your light was uh, still on, but. Sure, I'll just uh, give a 60 second update on, on sort of the ancillary development issues. And that's um, exactly how much time we have left. Okay. Um, and. I mean, one of our, our biggest challenges right now is how do we plan not only the parking but the ancillary development. And so we're going along a couple of tracks. Um, obviously, we had already planned to redo Government East. Um, this is uh, moving up our time frame, which is making it very challenging. And part of the reason it's challenging is because um, the Marcus Corporation still has a first right of refusal on a couple of uh, blocks here in the surrounding area for a hotel. We want a hotel. and. And, um, but it's a, it, it's a really tough time frame. And Marcus has, a, has probably, I think it's safe to say, a longer time frame than, than, we may, um, than we may want them to have in terms of moving it forward. So basically, we're moving along, three, along a couple lines. One is sort of long-term, what we uh, want to accomplish in terms of ancillary development and parking in the surrounding area. And, but we're also going on a plan B route if we do need to um, provide parking um, more quickly than a, a whole redeveloped um, government east site will allow, what would we do if we had to do it more quickly? So those are the two sort of processes we're going along at the same time. We did um, just last week apply, uh, submit a pre-application for a Tiger II planning grant. 
Tiger is, oh man, I don't know if I'm gonna know the acronym. But Chuck's um, right behind you to back you up. But he's gonna Tiger make you try first. Transportation investments generating economic recovery. Thank you. What? That was perfect. <laughs> Um, so we, we did request just under a million dollars uh, in planning grant money for TIGER. We just submitted a pre-application. Regular applications are due at the end of the month. We hope to hear by the end of the year. Uh, and we hope to, um, if we do get a grant, we hope to have funding in the first quarter of next year. That is a very optimistic time frame, but I'm an optimist, so we'll put it along those lines. And that's money that we could use. Uh, in terms of planning the redevelopment of Government East and, and the ancillary development around the station. Thank you, Janet, and thanks also to Chris. And Chris, I apologize for how rushed this is, but uh, the clock is once again our master. So uh, we'll start the council meeting momentarily, I believe. Thank you all. <laughs>